Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Hi guys. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. Great. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Good. All good. All good. Ready to talk about uh, games and stuff? Yeah. Loads. Mm-hmm. Loads of them. Yeah. You played all of them? Yeah. All, we've been all, all the games. All of, while we've been away? Yeah. Every single week? one. Yeah? Yeah. A lot of them. Mm. Looking forward to tomorrow at the time of recording? Y- yeah. You mean the summer party? The summer party, yeah. Yes, yeah, I'm excited yeah, about that. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should That's we tell good. what we're doing for the summer party? Probably should, yes. So we... Well, should we? Because this will go out on Saturday well, when we're still... Well, Apparently, where we're going. two members of Cultaholic have oh. already doxed exactly our location. Oh, brilliant. Going, okay. Which is brilliant. Okay, it's well, so good. On live streams, I think. I they, won't say where we're going. Said it now. Don't say where we're going, but you can say what we're... Mm. The, the sort of vague... The plan. Right, the vague yeah. plan. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, well, Triple Jump and Cultaholic are getting on a minibus and going somewhere nearby to a caravan park place. Caravan park place. You know, like a static caravan, holiday park kind of vibe. Um, we've got like, what, three or four caravans? Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to do some activities tomorrow, some team building activities. Yes. Uh, you guys are doing an escape room. Mm-hmm. And I, for some reason, and I still don't know why, but no, I'm just I don't going know why with either. it. I signed up to do foot golf. Yeah, I just learned this like two minutes ago. Yeah, why? I don't know why. why. I don't know. You love escape rooms. I do love escape rooms. Are you just worried that, that the more you, you do, the more likely well, you are to lose I was worried that there was street. too many people on, like, that had already signed up for it. And I thought maybe, like, I, there won't be enough room for me because it was escape room. I didn't realize that there was two rooms yeah. so there was already like 10 people signed up so i was like well that seems like too many people so i was like well i'll just do the other thing and i get to be outside i actually wanted to do mini golf but no one else wanted to do mini golf so i guess i'm doing foot golf instead you don't you you could have you i could have swapped but i signed room. up for I was it tempted you know what? By... i was like live love love was yeah going sure <laughs> i was tempted by mini golf but um I think the fact that it, at one point we were talking about like crazy golf with like yeah. windmills and flip. Mm. Uh, and then it was downgraded to still mini golf, but just the ones just that are golf. just holes. shapes. Yeah. Holes and yeah. shapes. So rather apparently than it's obstacles. 18 yeah. holes of foot golf. 
but I think we've all collectively agreed we will not be doing all no, 18 there's holes. there's too many of you to yeah. do 18 holes. Um, and then foot golf before? No, okay. and I also haven't kicked a ball since before I broke my and leg. And you've got bad legs. Say, yeah, yeah, your leg is not going to be I, ideal. I'm right leg dominant and also broke my right leg. So Brilliant. So you're either going to be amazing at it or, or it's going to be Or I won't be able agony. to walk the next day. Yeah. Well, you've got metal in there, so I think that will give you an advantage. My friend said it's kind of like I've already got a putter because it's like <laughs> made of metal. Yeah. Um, and sense. then we're doing barbecue yes. and having some drinkies. Yes. We may have had some drinkies before. For the Probably will. Probably during, yes. the, maybe during Most the foot like, golf um, as well. And then uh, we're some of us, yeah, maybe food poisoning. And then some of us, but not Peter, because Peter's got important things like planning a wedding to do. Mm, are staying in a caravan with other members of the team. And then I don't know yeah. what we're doing on Saturday, but probably more probably drinking. More I'm drinking, like 50 yeah. 50, like really sad that I'm missing that because that'll be wacky and fun, but also zany. Zany. Uh, but half of me is like, I'm glad that there's not just like seven of us in a hot caravan or sleeping Oh, yeah, it's going to be unbearable. Yeah. I'm assuming that there'll be some kind of air conditioning or fan. Oh, yeah, 100%. But who knows? Uh, there might not be, and it might be terrible. The good news is that we're not a million miles away from where we live. Mm. So if it's, I nearly swore, if it's <laughs> awful, we can just Anyone go home. Go. I really want to do yeah. the, um, Adam Pacitti's really excited about doing the like summer camp activities. Is like he? he really wants to go and do in, like see the entertainment on a on a Friday night. Oh yeah, because it's a proper It's like a proper yeah, summer with, like with, That's a very Adam Pacitti thing to yeah. do. He, he likes to go, bingo. He loves bingo. There's well. definitely going to be bingo. I'll He's, go to he the He wants arcade. to go to the Penny Arcade, arcade as well. Yeah. Wow. Well, if you see lots of photos from shenanigans, you'll know. You'll now know why. Mm -hmm. if and if you've been listening to Cultaholic, I guess you'll know where as you'll well. You'll know exactly but, where yeah. and when and how. Fantastic. Uh, so there we are. But we're not sponsored by a certain caravan park that may or may not exist in the near vicinity yeah. we're brought to you each and every week by a wonderful sponsor that allows us to keep the lights on mm -hmm. and do this podcast for you uh, it's video game adjacent peter's got the ad read in front of him and he's going to read it from in front of him out of his mouth and into your ear holes here he goes it's been a, a bit of a longer wait for us here in the UK and Europe and Australia and New Zealand and some other regions. Mm. Um, but at time of recording, today, on Thursday, PlayStation have finally rolled out their new online service mm. for, yes. us of, for those of us in those regions. Um, don't know if you know much about it. No, but it's I don't. Sort of, it, it's mainly just Among Us content. Just, oh. It's oh. just among us. Um, okay. so, um, just among us. It's just among us. So uh, sign up now if you're in any of those regions to uh, PS Sus. <laughs> I was wondering how Sus was going to fit into extra. And I was, how's he going to do this? No, how's he possibly going to do this? PS Sus, of course. Yeah. And the other My two bad. is PS Sus Vent. Yeah. Uh, Venti. Venti, yeah. And the top, the top tier is um, PS Sussy. Right? Yeah. 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 PS Plusy. See, look, you're laughing at his Ussy yeah. jokes again and not mine. No. <laughs> this is disgraceful. This, this, Fortunately, it's not real, so any of that. Um, really? Even PS Plus laughter wasn't real, no, was so actually... don't worry. Okay, I'm that a makes really good actor. Like... You are. I know Qualified. you are. Qualified. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. Qualified. Yeah. Have you had a look at the tiers yet? Because it ha it has launched as of the time of recording. Yeah, well, I haven't. Did you go in and have a look? I've not it gone in. I just assumed that we already knew most of the details, right? I but just wanted to see if they're, see they're the US got Resident Evil as well, in, right. in addition to what launched in Asia a little while ago. Um, did Toy Story 2 actually make it? I know that it was Toy Story 2 about, did, and that's did. exactly what I was about to talk about, right. actually, because it showed up as free for me, even though I'm still on the basic tier. 
Mm. Um, and it turns out it's because I bought it previously. Oh, so right. the, the system does actually work. Right. It was the only game in their classics library that um, that was free for me. Okay. Uh, the rest of them are priced all over the place from like two ninety nine up to a tenner. Right. So, but at that if you point, actually get the tier, they're all free too. They're all part yeah. of the subscription anyway. So I'm, I'm downloading that. Won't play it. Didn't play it when I bought it yeah. previously. Didn't know you'd, but, had, uh, you'd bought it necessarily. But I've got it. So it's worth, even if you're not going to up your subscription, maybe just having a browse to see if you own anything. I forgot it came up today. Or... I was like, I got an email today being like, just so you know, you haven't upgraded your tier, Ashton. Do you know that you're still on the basic tier? And you I was loser. Like, Upgrade, yes, idiot. I, I do know that and I won't be moving very much. No. Um, but I forgot that it was today because I know that we were, we're the last ones to get it. Yes. Mm. Um. So... I forgot about it. Yeah. I'll have to check when we finish the podcast. Let us know if you have got it already or if you plan to get it in the comments below. But we are not sponsored by PS Sus. We are, of course, sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash, forward slash. team triple jump, where for as little as $1 per month, you could submit questions to this podcast. There are loads of other tiers available, loads of other rewards. Please do consider going to support us. As soon as we finish recording this, we're going to record next week's After Dark podcast, which is a Patreon-exclusive bonus podcast that's all about everything not to do with games. So if you want to get involved in that, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. I should also say, if you are an After Dark level um, subscriber patreon thing mm. um then you will get another set of questions next monday because ben's going on holiday plot we're bunching up a lot of recordings due to month. due to various leverages going mm. on over the summer mm. so do, keep an eye out you you will see more than more than more than the usual amount of posts yeah. mm-hmm. um, in quick succession yes right speaking of yeah. questions that people can submit what we got one from His Holiness Pope McGee, Pope Magic, Amen. Um, who says, Orit, Ben and Ashton and Peter, that's all one word, mm-hmm. Ben and Ashton and Peter, just finished my first playthrough of The Quarry, and it was super splendid nice. <laughs> Got me thinking, which existing IPs, if any, would you like to see get the supermassive treatment? I'm thinking Stranger Things or something. Cheers, dears. Oh. I like that it says "if any" in parentheses because all three of us could say "none." No, yeah, no. she and then wouldn't just like any. To question two. Um, well, this is the first issue, isn't it? Is that Supermassive aren't uh, what do they call Telltale? They don't make licensed games. Mm. No. So th- this this entire scenario, Pope McGee, it's 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 not going it's not going to happen, is it? No. You crazy crazy Pope. But maybe we could uh, whatever IPs we've got written down, it could be it like did. a sort of a. Well, it's either what if they did, what yeah. if they could get the license, or they could just do their own sort of fake. Ooh. Oh, it's done. Oh, the, it's done, done the thing, thing again. It's like a regular occurrence now. Uh, it happens on the Cultaholic podcast as well. If it makes you feel any better. Those of you watching uh, will know what's happening. Those of you listening will, won't see the the video fail we've got going on. We've looked worse in freeze frames in the past. I mean, I look a bit excited, but do you have um, to deactivate it and reactivate? I am a bit excited. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have to. Do it on here as well. Uh, no one next yet. The sources. Oh, yeah. Sources. Can I just do it like that? Or no. no. Click on it. No. Hey. Hey, we're back in. We're in. I'm not going to edit that we're out. Right. We're not going to not going to stop or anything. Going to carry on. No, that's uh, fine. So yeah, we can either just uh, fantasize about them gaining these IPs, mm. or maybe they do a we have this IP at home kind of version. Yeah. Uh, right. You know. Like a, a bargain Weirder bucket. Stuff. Yeah, a bargain bucket yeah. version. Yeah, exactly. Like the Weirder. B film so. that's like the B movie, but mm-hmm. yeah. even worse. Um, wasp film. Wasp film. So I've got one that I quite often bring along to questions like this. Um, 
I'd quite like to see a Jurassic Park. I wrote that down too. Oh, nice. Uh, I'd like to see a, a Jurassic Park by Supermassive um, because the Telltale one was a bit rubbish. Um, yes. And also, I mean, I even thought this ties in. I've not watched this, but I'm aware that there's the animated show Camp Cretaceous, which is, um, it's like a kind of a, maybe a, a young adult I don't know what the target audience is, maybe like 8 to 13 or or something like that. Mm. Where Young adult. Yeah. Where <laughs> kids are at Jurassic Park at Camp Cretaceous or they're at Jurassic World okay. um, once it's like, you know, taken off. Um, and then I think when the incident goes down from the first Jurassic World movie, they get left there on the island. Oh, no. So they're all like trying to survive. That's pretty quarry. Yeah. And it, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like kids in a kind of survival situation. But I imagine Camp Cretaceous being an animated show for 10-year-olds, young adults. Young adults, um, yeah. I, I suspect that it's, you know, relatively tame. There's probably some scary bits in it, but it's like still okay. Whereas if Supermassive got hold of Jurassic Park, they could have kids stuck at Jurassic World with no grown-ups, mm -hmm. dinosaurs on the loose, and people having their arms pulled off. Yeah. And they could do like jump scares and weird stuff. You could um, get the, the, you could ask the estate of um, uh, Richard Attenborough if you could use him for Uncle Anal Hill. Yes. Dr. Yeah. Anal Hill. He Don't know where Uncle there. from, yeah. You've found some of my clues. Um, that would be great. I want to see the reanimated face of Richard Attenborough mm. being Dr. Anal Hill. Played by Troy Baker. Mm, yes. Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. You ever wanted to see, uh, so, so, was it Richard? Richard Attenborough? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to see Richard Attenborough hawk uh, NFTs? Yeah. And now's your chance. Mm. Mm -hmm. This is the moment to do it. Do it, Supermassive. Just or like I say, just do a, a Jurassic Park ripoff, Dinosaur World. Do, just do that instead. Mm. Uh, Ashton. I also wrote down Jurassic Park because the original Jurassic Park movie is spooky. Mm -hmm. When they're in like the the lab or the kitchen, mm -hmm. I the watched kitchen, it one time yeah. and with the yeah. kids being with the hunted, kids and then yeah. the like raptors are like sniffing around. That's pretty spooky. But also, I thought like if we're going for like the kind of spooky ominous horror vibe that like Supermassive really like, the film Alien slash Aliens is one of the best kind of like ominous mm -hmm. something's coming what is it we don't know yet kind of vibes um stranger things is a really good shout but also a bit of a curveball here given like the content of the show i really think umbrella academy could work because mm. of like the cast of kooky kids that are the umbrella academy and the fact that they have powers could like add a whole new level of like decision making you're probably more interested in the characters at that yeah point. exactly not all just basically the same character exactly yeah like mm. obviously because we've got vanya who i don't actually know that uh his new name it might still be vanya i'm not sure um and um obviously he's got the ability to control sound and then you've got other characters like luther's massive and strong and he can beat the crap out of you know maybe a crossover it's aliens but with the cast of the umbrella academy <laughs> so he's being the crap out of the xenomorph who's coming for them um so i think that like those could work really well for like the cast of kooky kids or the ominous like what's coming mm -hmm. what's done in the vents because alien isolation is terrifying so i think that something along those lines would work really well mm, like it for a super massive game okay 
Yeah, for for a super massive game, you really do need the you need the horror setting, don't you? The mm. the spookiness. So as nice as Stranger Things would be, I don't think it would work because they would just they wouldn't be allowed to use the kids for a start. Um, and if they were, they wouldn't be able. You wouldn't be able to sort of kill them off true. in horrifying ways. That's true. Uh, that's just not going to happen. So if Supermassive ever did have to do license work or just took on a license. It would be probably frustratingly limited in what it could do. Mm. And it probably wouldn't be nearly as unhinged as the stuff that we have been getting. Yeah. Um, with people being torn apart and suddenly it would be dying like and stuff like that. A B cast of Stranger Things. Like, yeah, you remember the film we in the movie in the show where like this is happening. Well, these people were also doing something, but they were yeah. just doing something just over to the you left. You get to play as the police officer. Yeah. You'd need like another group of characters. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that that would be my main concern there. If they were allowed to do something like that, though, uh, is it too soon to talk Doctor Strange spoilers? Probably. Mm. But let's just I mean, say mind, but... that it's directed by Sam Raimi, mm. who is known for the Evil Dead and sort of weird horror That's stuff. That's a good show. And it goes to some pretty unexpected horror places mm. that, that are, I think, are completely out of place. Yeah, didn't people uh, complain? Like parents were complaining that it was... Oh, I'm sure they did. Uh, 100%, it was, it yeah. was It was really messed up in a lot of ways. There was right? a couple of moments where like, I, I was like, what? This isn't a Marvel film. Yeah, like some really yeah, spooky I think stuff. It, I saw like some headlines the antagonist the yeah. being able to use reflections of puddles to like get into the room and escape. Mm. Like, real horror movie stuff, mm. like really messed up. So I feel like the, the premise of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness would be a good thing. And also the fact that we just see a lot of characters die in really upsetting yeah, that's and true. visceral ways. That uh, also does happen. I feel like that that would also work. But that's purely, I think, thematically in line with Supermassive. I don't mm. know how it would translate to an actual game. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that was one that, that popped to mind. I still think that the it's really sad that the Telltale Stranger Things game was cancelled because uh, I think that would have made for a really good Telltale mm -hmm. game, one mm -hmm. where they don't have to kill off characters all the time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, which is Supermassive's MO. I guess the the good thing with, I mean, not that I really know that much, but I guess the thing with Multiverses, Multiverse of Madness is that you could presumably have multiverse characters exactly. come in and just yeah. kill them off and not worry about that yeah. precisely yeah so they could it doesn't have to be mcu adjacent they could tell a story in the in its own pocket mm. universe or whatever and yeah. just kill everything or, or or what have you you know the zombie version the, the zombie the what if uh there was a what if where they were all zombies wasn't there? yeah right um, and the zombies had their powers so you had mm -hmm. like a flying zombie oh. that was like coming for you. Yeah, or yeah. a zombie Captain America and stuff. Mm. Uh, so there, there's lots of stuff they could do. So maybe maybe something like that. Maybe, yes, maybe something like that. It's time for a section that we've never done before. Yeah. Isn't that right, Ashton? Yeah, well, we didn't do it like we were going to start it last week, mm. but then we had to talk about not E3. So yeah. we thought, well, let's just kick it off this, this okay. week. Um, it's called What We Play In. Mm -hmm. It's time for what we play, and it's what we play in time. Peter, hmm. what have you been playing? I've continued to play um, some KO the Kangaroo, both on stream, but also a little bit at home. Hmm. Um, just really, still still really trying to like that game. Why are you playing it? Um, because home, because I can see how much they, they've tried and that they okay. wanted it to be good. Uh, and it's... 
not. It's not. Okay. Mm. It's not good. It's not bad. It isn't. I've come to the conclusion that it's not bad, mm. but it's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm going to carry on. I'm going to play it to the end on stream now. I've done, I think, three sessions of it. I'm going to just carry on. And we're going to we're going to do it. We're going to see where it ends. We're going to see if they leave it open for KO two, round two. That would be good, wouldn't it? Uh, maybe if they just spent a bit more time on the sequel, mm. uh, it might come out a bit better. Um, I also played a tiny bit last night. I mean, like literally about 45 minutes before I was kind of, I, I was already tired before I started playing. So this isn't a reflection on the game, but I played a bit of uh, Sonic Origins okay. last mm. night. Um, we got a code through. We'll have done a quip scope, I'm sure, because James Jenkins, I think, has actually played a bit more than me. Uh, and probably knows a bit more than me than uh, about Sonic, uh, but played some of that. I've always wanted to go back and just play the retro Sonic games. I had one of them on PC when I was a kid. Um, I don't know which one it was, uh, but I used to. It was like a demo of it, and I used to really enjoy playing it. I think it was just Green Hill Zone, like over and over and over again. <laughs> um, but uh, it is there. There are a lot of fun those games, and I'm like, yeah, this is. I'm glad that I finally. I'm just sitting down. I'm having a go. And I'm going to try and, you know, probably play through them all, mm. play through the whole thing. So um, look out for that Quipscope. And also every Sonic video game ranked from worst to best is is coming. It's coming. Mm. It's a it's big old boy. And yeah. we'll hopefully have it done in the next few weeks. Yes. Fingers crossed. Yeah, so couple, so keep an eye out. You may have seen a little teaser on YouTube, uh, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. He coming. He coming. And he's so fast. Ashton, what have you been playing? I have been playing some Trials of Midgard, which came out a little while ago. Um, it was a PS Plus game like a couple of months ago. It's like a, a Viking, Ragnarok, Valhalla theme thing. It's kind of like um, <clears throat> like Valheim, but a completely different art style. Like, And you've got these big like gods that are coming in and you've got this tiny camp that you're trying to reinforce to protect the world tree and these gods kind of keep coming and after a couple of days another one will come and they try to kill you. Um, Is it, so it's a kind of survival game. Yeah, but it's a multiplayer so you can play it with up to like 10 people mm-hmm. and you can play it online but me and MB were playing it and we'd never made it past the third god because they just kept killing our tree um, oh, which was tree. a bit sad. Oh, no. um, and it's, you just have to basically, if they kill your tree, you just have to start again with nothing. So mm-hmm. you go back from like having reinforced walls and archer towers and like really nice armor to being like, well, now I have a stick and I am naked again. So um, that was fun. Um, I played a bit of that. Um, and I finished the story of Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Oh. And... I still think that this game could have been really good. And I think that it is good. It's a good game. And I know that certain people get really annoyed that uh, every week I have something negative to say about it. But I will say that I enjoyed playing the game. I thought the gameplay was good. There's definitely still some issues with it in terms of like what it was going for, what it was trying to do, and whether it really hit those marks. Um, There was one voice line, and this will tell you a bit telling really that made me laugh and i remember being like huh, that made me laugh and then that was it I mean, that's the only thing i was like i remember just like game. laughing at a voice yeah. line and being like wow that that made me laugh wow and i in was a game like with so much hmm. dialogue i was like hmm, why did that stand out to me <laughs> um but i finished it i kind of didn't see where the story was going i thought it was going to be a bit more interesting than it was um i still don't think it really made sense but i suppose it's a 
D and D game, so things can change and adjust, and you know, it's not real. Um, we haven't tried any of the end game content yet, the like chaos chambers, mm. but we will go back and give those a go. I think I've heard um, they're quite tough. Yes, me too. But, but there are trophies associated, so there you know, are. get on with it. Three trophies Do associated it. with the chaos chamber that Great. we need to get. Great. Um, Love that. So yeah, I finished that. I'm probably go back to do the Chaos Chambers. I'm still waiting for some decent DLC for it. I think the mirror thing that they've got going on, the fourth one's coming out at some point this year with a new class, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, but... they dropped a new a new class recently, like this well, week, they, I think. Uh, right? They haven't put it in the game yet. Oh. It's coming with the fourth um like DLC. I thought it was just thing. out. I it was just come out. No, I still think the DLC is like a weird choice, but you know, yeah, give us that single player did. story content. Yeah, well, not single player, but you know what I mean. Um, and then I have also been playing some more Cyberpunk. I haven't finished the story yet. I've got, I'm on like the final mission of the story, and I've just been mopping up everything else. But there is these like um, boxing rings that you have to do in various in all the areas in the game, and I hate them i can't do them i've managed to do one out of like the four or five i've tried i just keep getting my ass beat because i've not put any points into melee combat because i've not used melee combat for the entire game so now i haven't got any bloody points in punching and everyone keeps any bloody points ass. She? so oh. but once they're done i'll finally do the last mission and finish the game but i've been really enjoying it i just don't like these boxing ring things and i'm annoyed i saved it till last because now it's sullying my experience oh. um but once cyberpunk is cyberpunk is done i'm gonna play some more final fantasy 7 and finish it so wow. hopefully maybe next week i'll play some more final fantasy you're burning through the games there sure the are. james yeah. i am catching up on all the ones i have not been able to play in the last couple of months so mm. See, that was my intention as well, was to just just play catch up while it's kind of quiet. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but I have been so busy that I have barely had. I, I started Final Fantasy VII a month ago mm -hmm. and I finished it last night. Right. Fine. It took me that long. I was away all weekend pretty much and, and I've had very little time this week. So I just haven't really been able to play anything, which sucks because there's so many things that I keep downloading and I, that I need to play and I don't have time. I don't have time for them. Um, I do want to talk about WWE 2K22 actually because while I am streaming that, I did play it a fair bit this week at home when I did have time and it was just admin. I was just doing admin. So obviously I'm playing as Barbara Fun. in the career mode and uh, they had a fun little bug that they introduced with a recent patch where all of the tattoos just went Right. on custom characters just just were gone including custom images on clothing all of it just vanished Good. Mm. and when i would wrestle there'd be a tiny little strange sort of black triangle shape thing on a corner of of her trunks and i i'm guessing that that is all of her tattoos <laughs> just condensed to that one tiny fixed point right. on her body. that's the because there's no reason for that mark to Good. be there on her clothing it doesn't make sense so at home I painstakingly reapplied all of her tattoos. Then I wanted to change something, went back in. They were all gone oh. again. Uh, so I reapplied them all. I should have realized that every time I go into it, it wipes it because mm -hmm. then I needed to go back in to change something else and they were all gone again. So I had to reapply these tattoos three times and now I can never go into that character editor so these ever stay, again. They stay if you mm -hmm. apply them and then go and play the game. Yeah. But if you go back in, they're gone. it then removes them. So it's clear it that 2K22 just what In fact, the tagline is it hits different. It mm. hits different, yeah. uh, 2K22. It hits you right in the face. It's broken in a different down. way. <laughs> yeah. What's frustrating is that it's not everyone that's having this problem. 
problem, but I'm one of the people who are affected right. and they're apparently not patching it until the end of the month. So I did two streams without tattoos and it was weird. Mm. So <laughs> then I've just spent m most of my free time playing games this, e this week uh, reapplying these bloody tattoos. Uh, so, you know, that's good. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake, though, still really enjoyed that. Uh, glad to have finished it now so I can actually play what I was intending to play when I started it, which was the DLC that came out where mm. you play as Yuffie. So yeah. um, that obviously won't be as long as the full game, but that is what I will be starting next, and I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Good. Well, that's what I've been playing. Let's have a question too then. Mm. This comes from Jess Macker one We have condensed this question a bit because it was a long, long question. Yes, so try to just, keep your questions short if you can. Just shorten it, just a smidge. As you can get from the context of this question, Jess was not happy. The point's still there. That's directed at everyone, not Jess. Not yeah, just no, Jess no, just specifically, <laughs> yes. Answers on a postcard if you can. Um, hi, Bap. If you didn't know, Sega held its Sonic Central conference a couple of weeks ago. It may well be the single worst gaming conference I've ever seen. They managed to showcase a grand total of two new games, and one of those games was Sonic Origins, a collection of old Sonic games, because, apparently, we really need to see a trailer for Sonic 1. Hmm. Following this, my question is, what is the least essential showcase you've ever se seen a gaming company put on? Not the worst, or the most hashtag cringe to watch, but the ones that simply simply had nothing to offer uh, nothing on offer to show. Love your love your content and recently became a patron to show my support. Thank oh. you so much, Jess. Keep up the great work. Hugs and kiss from kiss. Jess. Just Thank you, kiss. Jess. Just Thank you, Jess. Kiss. Thank you so much. Um, I struggled with this question because I don't necessarily remember conferences as a whole. I'll watch them. We'll cover them like that day or that week. And then I'll kind of, I'll remember trailers of things, but not like, what the whole package was. So I was racking my brains, like, is there one that I thought was like a standout bad one? I was trying to like Google stuff, like bad conferences, and all it would show is either like hashtag cringe stuff or ones that went wrong, you know, like tech issues and stuff. I was like, I don't know, I don't know. But it's a kind of a related answer. It's not that it's hashtag cringe and it's not that it's bad, but to use Jess's words, uh, something that, I mean, it, it's it, nothing on offer is kind of the, the phrase I latched onto here. Mm. And for me, it's Devolver Digital's in-between trailer sketch stuff, okay. right? Which some people really love. Scandalous. That's yeah. what, that is a hot take. This is a hot take. Some people really love it. And they say that's like, the they're the best conferences of, of any given year or, or not E3. Uh, but for me, I'm just like, it's almost like it's not that I actively really dislike them, mm. but I'm almost in my head trying to do Devolver Digital a favor by saying, don't waste your time and money. Because the budget, especially this year, was like up there. Mm. And you can see that like people have really sat down and put in loads of time and effort and money to make these like skits. And I'm like, I don't think you're probably getting a return from that. I don't think that it's necessarily attracting people to the conference who wouldn't ordinarily have watched it in the first place anyway. Mm. And so t for me, it's just like, ultimately, people's uh, decisions to buy your games are going to come down to whether the trailers are good and whether the game concept is interesting and what the price point is and, and all those kind of reasons, which apply to any other publisher or developer. And so I, I look at the effort that goes into those skits and to me, I think that has nothing to offer me. I'm basically here for trailers. I'm not in the YouTube chat going skip, skip, skip. Mm. But I... Cringe. Yeah, cringe. hashtag cringe. But I'm just like, 
I I am just here for trailers and like you're welcome to do what you want, but I kind of feel like the the resources and the time that must go into those skits, especially you know the most recent one. Uh, I just think I I don't think they get anything out of actually doing that personally, mm-hmm. other than people saying mm, th- those are fun, um, which is fine. But that's that is a hot take though. I know that you that guys won't won't agree with that. But so each and every year. You're going to be watching with a cynical eye to see what Devolver Digital does next. A little if bit. They tone it. But the thing is, they're on a trajectory where they. Well, that's the other thing. Where they cannot. I don't know what they, they, they can't back up down. Themselves. They yeah. up themselves now. Yeah. They have to. They're so up But also, yeah. you still watch it because you're like, what are they going to do next? So you still end up going. Well, I didn't actually like, watch it this no, year. I, I caught up afterwards. I, um, I watched it afterwards. But yeah, well. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm. I'm going to watch them this year. Maybe I'm wrong that it doesn't, maybe it does attract people to I, the conference. Well, I think you're right in that people perhaps increasingly are tuning in to see what they yeah, do rather than, maybe so. rather than see the games, which is the whole point. So yeah, it could but actually you are be... tuning in to see what they're doing and then by proxy you are watching the games mm. as well. That's, I mean, that is true and that's their whole goal. But I think the, the, the weirder and wackier they get, they'll have more of an audience of people who want to see their crazy skit. And it overshadows than see the their... games. Exactly, yeah. Mm. They, they're just going to increasingly potentially eclipse the games. That's a very sort of cynical viewpoint, obviously, but there's that's a very real criticism. Mm. Right? Like There's a very valid criticism of, of what they're doing. What are they going to do next year? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And what games could possibly outshine it? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No one came... No, very, well, okay, that's not... I was going to say no one came Comes away from away. Devolver <laughs> talking about the games. But the plucky squire but was from That's Volver. true, exactly. So yeah. that point is bollocks. Yeah. But increasingly... Sorry, it's a dangerous that's game. bollocks. So, uh, excuse me, that's bollocks. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the crazier they get, the more people are going to come away talking about what they just saw mm. rather than that the games that they were showing uh hopefully you two have a proper answer where you're talking about conferences that actually had very little to <laughs> i do it and you'll, i and you'll know also it do well. have one as well so i as soon as i read this question i had one in my mind mm-hmm. as one that i watched and i went why is this happening why am i watching this mm-hmm. and i'm sure you will remember it as soon as i say the e3 2021 gearbox presentation randy wandering around a oh, film yeah. set bothering people for nine minutes straight yeah and then followed by four games that we'd already seen at summer games fest and mm-hmm. other places that we already knew were coming with no new content just the same trailer i remember just watching randy randy leave them alone around bothering people like he didn't tell anyone who was going to be there he hadn't prepared who he was going to i'm executive to. producer of this movie randy pitchford it's me randy pitchford what? Also, hey, what do you like what, to eat with your toes? they were toe? shooting... <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Randy? If they were shooting it a year ago, where's this movie? Yeah, it should be... I know the post-production soon. takes a long time, but that, yeah, it should be really soon. Right? soon I haven't yeah. heard anything. Mm. I just remember watching it and just being like, why am I watching this? What's he doing? Because it was like one of the like later ones at night as well. I think it was like after one of the decent shows. And I was watching it and I was being like, why am I sat here? I'm exhausted. Yeah. I just want to go to bed. And I'm like, when are they going to announce anything interesting? They just talked about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Trials of Midgard. Um, or was it Tribes of Midgard? I think they had Trials over. Tribes of Midgard. Um, Godfall. Godfall. Oh, yeah. Which no one played. Godawful. Godawful. And then uh, one other game that clearly didn't stick around my brain that much because I can't remember it. I think it was a Borderlands 3 expansion. But I was just like, why is this happening? It's not important and no one cares. You could say that about even like the the gearbox shows that matter. Like, why is Randy on stage doing card tricks? You know? Yeah. And that's, that, 
that show ultimately mattered because that mm. was when they like first showed off um, Borderlands, Borderlands Three. 3 mm. After they got VLC, well, they didn't get VLC. After they struggled through Windows Movie, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's the one, isn't player. it? Because that, that that's not the one I was going to mention, but that reminds me: the Borderlands Three announcement event. Mm. Gearbox, I think, has a just should never do streams. They should, no. uh, but and that if they was do, just so keep Randy at like arm's length. Uncomfortable. None of the trailers were working. Yeah, uh, they showed, they announced, and uh, and showed uh, the the Borderlands 1 game of the year for mm. PS4, which was the remaster, and then they announced Borderlands 3 at the end. But it was about an hour and a half of Randy Pitchford doing close-up magic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with like a with disinterested a audience. Yeah, so a, clearly a plant. And it was so awkward. And every time they tried to play a trailer, it stuttered like crazy. I think we we suffered because it was during work hours wasn't it so we yeah, we suffered we it together, all the we? way through yeah till the end and then as soon as they started playing the borderlands 3 trailer a game that i've been waiting for for like 8 years at that point i think i said to you i'm just i'm going to go home now mm. because it was past 5:30 mm. and i'm just going to watch this trailer when they upload it because i'm not sitting here and waiting With a stuttering for this awful presentation to go any further my one like well not one one of my main memories of that is i think when they first started having issues because they were using windows uh media player there was like one guy in the audience who went vlc <laughs> like, i'm like yeah come on oh rubbish so yeah gearbox just don't do them it's just yeah. not needed mm. Oh, one Can't. thing we should actually mention before i actually give my proper answer is that final fantasy 7 uh the, there was the 25th anniversary stream last week oh, yeah. where they announced the uh, remake part two called rebirth uh confirming that they are further diverging from the original storyline which is exciting and a remaster of uh, crisis core mm. and a couple of mobile games and stuff it was quite a short presentation like 15 but it, minutes it had a lot of stuff in it mm. which was really nice but again they had really bad performance issues where clearly it was pre-recorded but on all of the vods that i've been able to find it's either without subtitles or it's really stuttering. So all the big outlets oh, that restreamed it, really. It. Yeah, well, I think I think I watched that like um, Square Enix's actual feed though. Interesting, because I watched uh, I watched it through IGN after the fact, mm. um, and it stuttered in loads of really key places. Like the audio kept going, and the stream was playing fine. Like, oh, I don't remember but, having that But issue. clearly, whatever the source was mm. was really having a lot of problems. Mm. And then people were saying, oh, it's the same on GameSpots or something. So I don't Maybe know. Maybe it was a restream issue. Anyway, but... yeah, the, these tech issues do happen. My answer is from E3 last year, Bandai Namco's E3 stream, which we were debating covering. We decided ultimately not to because it was really right. late. And I thought, I'll stay up and watch this. And then it was just the executive producer answering questions about House of Ashes oh, for 15 yeah. minutes. And it was really weird. Mm. And Initially, it was hyped up as Bandai Namco's E3 presentation. And then it was, when I was searching to remind myself of this, there were news stories that, that had headlines like, Bandai Namco's E3 presentation might just be House of Ashes. And then everyone tuned in. It was just a man talking about House of Ashes. <laughs> That's right. No, game, no new gameplay or trailers no. or anything. Just the executive producer having a sit-down chat about House of Ashes. It was it was. Really weird. It's another problem with uh, setting, you know, expectations and hype and all that kind of stuff because mm. I think a lot of people went into that expecting more and that was it. That was a bad presentation. <laughs> Shouldn't do that. When I got home last night, uh, my partner was listening to a... She listens to true crime podcasts of and, and like unexplained she's mystery a white podcasts. woman. Exactly, she's a white yeah. Woman. She's a white woman and like unexplained mystery podcasts. And she was listening to this guy talk about... Um, 
one of the biggest unexplained mysteries at sea about a ship called the the Man of Medan. And I was like, what? Is that, is that, huh? was that based on a real uh? ghost story? I thought it was completely may well be. I made no up. Idea. But seemingly it's like a, a fam- an infamous kind of nautical event that happened. Yeah. Um, so that was news to me. Yeah, ghost hands in it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was really? like, oh, I've, I've heard of that. I, I didn't realize that. it was based on a sort of a story. I don't know how true the she story is. She made but... her turn it off and recounted the entire story of Madame. Yeah. yeah. I, can t- I was there. Yeah. I can tell you was a ghost what happened. Boy or girl. Yeah. There was I can't a remember. Ghost boy. Woman. Yeah, there yeah. was some stink gas some and pirates. that was it. Yeah. <laughs> that was what it was. Yeah, the pirates were weird. Yeah. That whole game was really it was very, odd, very yeah. strange. Uh, well, there we are. That's that. It's time to move on to something a little bit uh, bizarre, a little bit strange, mm. a little bit weird. It's called Weird, weird News. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Remember, if you want to submit weird news to us, make sure you comment on the socials posts that go out on Facebook and Twitter, apart from this week when the bot didn't work. Uh, So sorry about that. We've sourced our own weird news instead. (laughs) But do keep an eye out because we do usually ask for weird news on Facebook and Twitter. Peter. Yeah. Before we get to your yeah. news, we need to talk about the podcast producers. Yes. If you go yes. to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump and support us at a certain tier, you too can become a podcast producer and sponsor Weird News. And we give you a shout out right here. Who we got, Peter? Right here, right now. Nathan. G.Y. Goliath. Sean Legg. Corey Duffel. Janet Wicks. Wicks. Ellie Nicholas. Erica Hutchinson. Melody L. Bonnet. Katie Jarrod. And Gabrielle Philippink. Thank you so much, Thank podcast, you so much podcast producers. Thank you. We appreciate you very, very much indeed. Patreon.com forward slash team triple trouble. Yes. So you going to say Peter again? Peter. Peter? Yes. What's your weird news? Oh, I've got a weird news that was actually submitted by somebody. Oh, yeah. Oh. A boy by the name of Kieran. A boy? From the office, our office. Yeah, from our oh, office. I see. Who shared, shared a an article on our Slack group. Mm. Um, so that's where I saw it. I'd seen something, the sort of the the prequel to this story a couple of weeks ago, but now it's gone to a whole new level. This is under, this is 
kotaku.com under their odds and ends mm. section. Best section. Uh, written by Jeremy Winslow, who says, Doom modder ports game to, checks notes, a Lego brick. Excellent. Yes. Subtitle, the Lego company should add id software's rip and tear to its list of slogans. It's a strange thing to say. Mm. Um, right. OG Doom is everywhere at this point. It's on consoles and phones and computers. Someone's put it on a rotary phone and a calculator. I mean, geez, you can even play it on Twitter now. Didn't know that. And the pregnancy test and is probably the weirdest test, yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, but in case you thought Doom folks ran out of ways to play Doom, guess again. It turns out there are still plenty of creative methods to rip and tear through id Software's FPS, including a, uh, Lego brick. Yeah, you read that right. A New Zealand maker named James Ancient underscore James Brown has rigged the teeniest, tiniest monitor possible into a 3D printed blue lego brick to run 1993's iconic shooter doom via an off-screen pc so it's a bit of a misleading headline yes it says uh lego brick doesn't run doom no it doesn't but that's quite often yeah that that happens with some of the other doom now runs on a whatever like it's not actually running on the thing it's just being displayed but still um so where was i uh off-screen pc it's awfully small, which does make it adorably cute, but probably a pain in the ass to play. Brown, an animatronics and graphics programmer who posts his creations on sites like Mastodon and Twitter, and is totally not the deceased funk musician, began a thread on June the 6th showing his Lego brick gaming monitor. So this is what I saw. Uh, the blue piece holds a small ass STM32F030F4P6 circuit board with an ARM Cortex M0 processor, 16K flash memory, and 4K RAM. The screen is the cherry on top, though. It's a 0.42-inch, 72 by 40 pixel resolution OLED display. 72 by 40. <laughs> you got that 40p, son? Yeah. Uh, what? This is barely... Oh, what? I don't understand the tone of this what. What? This is barely big enough to see what's happening. I'm imagining a lot of accidental deaths. Yeah, me too. I don't like how this one's written. When reached for comment via Twitter DMs, Brown explained to Kotaku that the Lego brick is basically just an external monitor with a PC streaming Doom somewhere off screen via a little Python script doing the dithering and resizing. The micro... Oh, I'm sort of bored at this point. <laughs> There's a lot of... Oh, my God. I'm not even halfway through. There's just a lot of filler. But basically, I saw this guy post the brick, and all it was doing was showing, like, lines of text loop through, mm. and he, like, added it to a little Lego scene. Mm. And next to it, he had the Lego monitor brick where it's just got printed onto it, like, some text. Right. And it was, like, a side-by-side. It's like, look, I've, like, animated the text now. Uh, we're, like, using a tiny monitor... Um, but now you can play Doom. Play um, Doom on it via of. the yes. monitor. Yeah, interesting. Thanks, Kieran. Thank you, Kieran. Thanks, Kieran. I have some news. It's under the news section on Kotaku, written mm. by Ian Walker. Mario movie producer says Chris Pratt won't offend Italians, completely <laughs> missing the point. Char- Charles Martinet was right there, and unlike Pratt, everyone loves him. <laughs> Illumination CEO Chris Melodandri is apparently under the 
under the assumption that his studio is being criticised for casting Chris Pratt as the eponymous plumber in its upcoming Mario movie due to its concerns over Italian representation and not because, you know, Chris Pratt sucks. When people hear Chris Pratt's performance, the criticism will evaporate, maybe not in... The criticism will evaporate, comma, maybe not entirely, Melodandry told Deadline. What? People so, hang love, on. He the said, criticism will, will evaporate, evaporate maybe, maybe not, not entirely. entirely. So it won't evaporate. So not all of it will evaporate. Well, that that's stupid. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I Why is line. there just a comma there as well? I don't like, know. He maybe must he have said paused comma. for thought. Yeah. yeah. Comma. People love to voice opinions. This is a quote from him. People love to voice opinions, as they should. I'm not sure this is the smartest... Def- oh, is that the end? Oh, no. Where's the end of it? Okay. Full stop. <laughs> I'm not sure this is the smartest defense, but as a person who has Italian-American heritage, I feel I can make the decision without worrying about offending Italians or Italian-Americans. I think we're going to be just fine. Um, Melan- Melodandri, who's also the producer of the animated film alongside... Of the animated film alongside Super Mario Bros. What? Great. What? <laughs> that doesn't make no, sense. Give, give that's the full stop. No, that's the full sentence. Melodandry, who is also a producer on the animated film alongside Super Mario Bros. Oh, who was it? Does it say? Who is? Who stop? is also full stop? I oh, know. No, I see why. Yeah. Creator Shigeru <laughs> no, Miyamoto. I, no, Ashton, Ashton. I'm confused. I'm not now. I was at first because I. Can you explain this sentence to me? Because I know you're laughing at me, but I don't. No, understand I'm, why. I'm just. I don't understand. No, either. I understand I'm, it. I'm, it's because <laughs> it's because Bros has a full stop after it. But it does. It's... But this. Oh, I see. Oh, oh, okay. So the truncated form of brothers. Bros yeah. Has a full right. Stop. Right. Okay. okay. I didn't get it at first. I didn't. Get and it. then I got it after we'd I already. I was confused. Yeah. Um, creator Shigeru Miyamoto went on to say the project is the fulfillment. <laughs> I know I said it. I know I said it wrong. <laughs> I know I said it wrong as soon as I said it. But look, uh, just can I carry on? Yes, please. Don't stop. The fulfillment of a really important. Um, and so the project is the fulfillment of a really important objective, and the relationship between Illumination and Nintendo is unprecedented in its closeness. These comments mean practically nothing, but it's fun to pretend. (laughs) They're insightful glimpses into the creative process. Um, There was another bit that made me laugh later on. Okay. The as as of yet unnamed Mario movie garnered both bemusement and criticism when the voice talent was announced during Nintendo Direct presentation last year. While on some level, folks understood getting Jack Black to pay back Bowser and Seth Rogen for Donkey Kong, it was the film's casting a Pratt as the titular hero specifically that turned heads. Some joked that having such a boring everyman in the role erased Mario's Italian heritage. I guess Melodandri took that to heart. It should also be noted that Charles Marinet, the official voice of Mario since 1990, also isn't Italian. In fact, Marinette's Marinet's oft-repeated ori- Mar- yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> origin story involved the actor riffing about spaghetti and meatballs in a stereotypical Italian voice during his audition for a half hour before landing the job. Um, and then he basically just talks about Chris Pratt again being... Um, with that in mind, it's probably safe to, push, safe to say the pushback to Pratt's, Pratt's casting largely isn't about Italian or Italian-American representation, at least outside the at least outside the already poisoned halls of Twitter. No, it's more the matter of it's more the matter of, as I said before, Pratt just plain sucking. But he's so cool. He and then is he talks so cool. about and just goes on for a long time. 
Why? Why didn't the fluff in there? Don't they, they do. do? Why didn't they cast Martinet though? That's the question. I, I don't um, needed a big Because Mario is going to be doing full sentences, and I assume they Woo-hoo! didn't. Want <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. I love so. you, Peach. But I is, just wanted to feel something. Is Chris Pratt gonna do a kind of? falsetto voice but remember all the criticism is going to evaporate because uh, maybe not, not all, all of it, it. yeah <laughs> or is it going to be like the the animated show where it's or you know the the who voiced him in that i can't remember but yeah well he's been there's been a couple of things where he's been voiced by someone who did not do a voice like that at all mm. all toasters toast toast <laughs> yeah they sure do mm-hmm. um I can't wait to see what he sounds like. It's going to be horrible. Yeah. Not necessarily his voice, but that will overshadow anything else that the movie does right. Mm. Mm. I think it's just going to be a bad film. Yeah. There's no way it can be good. So that was the end of my really well done reading of my week. Are you okay, Ashton? Yeah, fine. You you just take a minute. (laughs) Just take a minute. I'm just putting my hair up because I got a bit stressed. Okay. Okay. That's all right. My news is from PC Gamer. Right. From Jonathan Balding, who isn't Balding. Well, you don't know that. Yeah, well, I know that. In his photo, I think he's got here. Could be an old photo. Yeah. Could be, could be a wig. Could be a wig. Jonathan's Balding, which seems very <laughs> cruel on the fact part of PC Gamer to give his... Anyway, uh, the headline is, all that chanting in Elden in the Elden Ring soundtrack is gibberish. Right. Okay. I know. I, we obviously know of the gibbering in the Elden yeah. Ring. Yeah, of course soundtrack. you do. You know the orchestra, ha huh, 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 You know all the, the the chanting and the. Oh yeah. yeah? It's quite often gibberish yeah. and things like that. Mm. But do you want to know? Do you want to know any more, or I should I just stop? <laughs> <laughs> tell me what. Tell me about the gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> Playing Elden Ring, you might be forgiven for thinking, "Wow, some of these soundtracks have super cool chanting. I bet that's some amazing Latin or some other ancient dead language, and the meaning really adds to what's going on." You'd be wrong, oh. however, as one student of languages has discovered. It's just gibberish manipulated to sound like real world, real words sorry, in an ancient tongue. How do they know? Do they speak every language? They speak gibberish. A dedicated Elden Ring fan who goes by Magister Organi on Reddit, and do we really need to know all of his aliases, has spent more than a little time tracking down information on the Elden Ring soundtrack bits that sound like Latin. After speaking to some people involved in their creation, Master Origani, I'm not going to call him that, uh, just call him Jeff, has confirmed that he doesn't have a real name listed, uh, that they're nonsense syllables. The composers and other music producers used phrase builders and vocal libraries to create most of the song lyrics of Elden Ring. Then the lyrics were later revised in order to look like Latin in several songs. Finally, last-minute changes were made in the recording process to facilitate the choir singing, says Jeff in a video. Lorem Ipsum! (laughs) That's basically what they're doing. And then this is what PC Gamer's website looks like. It's just a white page as you scroll and scroll. Do you reckon there's going to be any more text? Or has it decided that that's the end of the article? (laughs) I suppose it has. Jewel of the Fates is like an ancient Welsh poem translated into Sanskrit. And then just random phrases from that have been taken and reordered. Really? Yeah. So it's not gibberish. I mean, Sanskrit is obviously a real language. But uh, if you were to translate it back into English, it would just make absolutely no sense whatsoever. But I like the fact that they're like, this 
this is that big news as if we haven't been listening to simlish music in oh, every yeah. episode of, every time we've played sims mm-hmm. so the rest of that article didn't load uh, there was a bit in there about how the creepy singing that the harpy creatures do is actual latin oh, that's so cool. that they are actually singing something but the rest of it is absolute nonsense right which makes sense because can you imagine writing uh, some sort of latin operatic theme that's t- dozens of them for all the boss fights and everything and have them make sense yeah uh, mm. and tell a tell a story and know? then have probably have have fans kind of over analyze uh, it over, yeah make 12 billion law videos about yeah. it yeah it'd be stupid so that's my weird news cheers pc gamer for having a good website fantastic that guy who's been spending like loads of time on a video where he's like unpacking the elden ring music is mm. now going to be really disappointed when he reads oh, that out. man mm. it's gibberish God damn it, Jeff. Now I have to go outside. Jeff. Flipping Jeff. Let's have another question. Speaking of Jeffs. It's from Fergus Jeffs. Ah. Two Jeffs. Uh, <laughs> what a world. Yeah. Hello, banana, apple, and pear, or bap, if you would prefer. There you go. That's all that's fruit. I actually prefer that, yeah. Yeah. Are there any features from some of your favorite video games that you find particularly irksome, especially whenever you go back and replay them? As we know, there's no such thing as a perfect game, and even our favorite titles will include glitches or mechanics that we can dislike or find annoying, even if it doesn't affect our overall love for the game. Intrigued to find out your responses. Keys, 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 keys. Thank you, Fergus Jeffs. Mr. Jeffs. Uh, I, although I'm very much used to it, and it, in some ways it doesn't bother me at all, I am aware that the movement controls in Resident Evil 4 are not great. Mm. And I think when I play the remake, which will have updated movement controls, I'm sure, um, if I ever go back then to play the original, I'll probably go, oh, wow, yeah, these it's tank controls, basically. You can go forwards and Ooh. backwards, and you can turn We just flickered right. in a load of different colors there. Yeah, we did have some interesting flickerings there on the... <laughs> On the video, <laughs> the screen, but uh, it's still we'll keep still an eye on that. Do continue, Peter. Uh, no, I think we're okay. You got okay. your glasses? On? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I just thought that I thought I saw it go like that, like go out of focus and then we'll back keep, in. We'll keep an eye on it. We will. Um, also, not necessarily one of my favorite games, but I think a, a classic series, Tomb Raider, the original trilogy. Mm. Wow. Again, tank controls and and worse i mean not just tank t- tank controls but kind of in terms of the always wanted to play those and... games Could, mm. couldn't yeah. even get into them sort of around the time because of the controls yeah they were just so alien they just didn't translate into my head you know like when you give someone a controller for the first time and yeah say, here play call of duty and they're, they're like uh how do i look move and look at the like yeah. their brain just can't yeah. doesn't connect mm-hmm. that was me with tomb raider right <laughs> it, it just having to rotate on the spot and then jump towards the that didn't make any sense mm-hmm. to me at all yeah couldn't do it uh and then i would also say that spyro one and crash one uh it's all, mo- all my all my answers are movement related but they they both just kind of they feel old and they feel a lot older than the second and third in their respective trilogies i think you play the first two uh, the games of both the, the first games of both of those trilogies, and you just kind of think, "Wow, they really stepped it up from two onwards." Um, but uh, yeah, so minor old movement. Actually, I couldn't really, I didn't really think outside the box. But uh, what have you got, Ashton? Well, Peter, um, I having been playing Tiny Tina and then like popping back and forth um, recently for Borderlands two and three, 
I find the not being able to just mark things as junk when you pick them up really annoying because the amount of loot you were picking up in specifically Borderlands 3 is where it was definitely the worst because that has the most loot out of any of the games. It was just constantly picking stuff up. But not being able to immediately, like, as you pick it up, just mark it as junk. So when you go to the vending machine, you can just bung it all in the um, vending machine was kind of annoying because you have to go through and like tap the stick down to like mark everything as junk and you have to if you double tap it then you start it and you can't sell it and that's annoying um but that was always one of the things that irked me because of how much you have to pick up and how much inventory admin you have to do in order just to sell stuff um also i really find it annoying but i think if it didn't happen i'd be more confused when a game will auto select the main mission after you've done anything in so the game. So Borderlands again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I was thinking more about Cyberpunk this time. Oh, does that um, do that too? Where like you finish even like a little a little minor event that you pass, like in Cyberpunk if you find like a little police NCPD blank thingy, um you can do that and then it'll be like, well you were doing this other mission that you'd selected, but because you've just got sidetracked now we've put you back onto the main mission so the amount of times i've been like well i've done that now i guess i'll keep following the waypoint and then only realize when i've almost got to the waypoint and i'm like i've overshot where i need to go because it's auto selected the main mission again but i know that if it didn't do that i would probably like end up being a bit confused i have to keep going back into my menu and selecting another mission but i have to do that anyway but um that annoys me because it does it in a lot of games i think it did it in horizon as well and stuff so I understand why they do it. It just annoys me that they do. It's annoying. It is annoying. Those are the things I could think of. I am twisting the question slightly because it's not so much a feature as it is a concept in that (laughs) whenever I go back and play an older game that I'm a big fan of, usually preceding that, I get really excited. Like, Mm. oh, I could replay that. Oh, I'd love to replay that. Oh, what if I replayed it? If it's a like Borderlands, for example, Mm. what if I play it through with someone who's never played it through before or who hasn't played it through for a while either and we can just play through the Borderlands games? That sounds so much fun. I can't wait to do that. And I get all hyped up in my head. Like uh, I was when I replayed, I replayed a few games last year, I think, in the year before during lockdown, various lockdowns, bio, the Bioshock games and mm. the Batman Arkham games and stuff. And it's always the starting the game that's the most exciting part. And then when I get five or six hours in, it's not that it's a chore, but definitely the allure has worn off where yeah. I start to think. I'm not as excited to replay this game anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm still going to finish it. Because it's no longer been a long time since you played yeah, it. Yeah, I'm mm. playing it. Yeah. And the, the we've spoken a lot on this podcast about how the anticipation of playing something, whether, whether it's going back and playing something old or looking forward to a new game, is almost as much... Is, well, it's almost as exciting as actually playing the game because then you don't have anything to look forward to anymore because mm-hmm. it's gone. But that's the nature of life, I suppose, as well. You I remember... Things and then they're gone. <laughs> I remember quite vividly um, on many occasions being at school mm-hmm. in like the third lesson of the day and thinking, oh, when I get back tonight, I could play... Whether it was like an old game to replay or whatever I was currently playing at the time, mm-hmm. like, oh, I can play that game. And it seemed like such an appealing thing. And then you get home and I, I might still have played it or I just might not. And yeah. that kind of says it all that like when you're sitting there and, you know, you don't have it in front of you and you, you're you like, oh, that would be great. There's something 
to be said about that, like compared to actually just sitting there and having it available and being in the middle of playing it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just this, it's it's annoying It's and it's a shame. I used to go on holiday with my family when I was younger and uh, be away from my console oh, yeah. for like a week or so. And then I'd buy games while I was away that would be waiting for me when I got back, like an old game, like Oblivion that I'd sold mm. so I could buy a new game or whatever. And I'd get really excited about playing Oblivion. I'd get back, play Oblivion for two hours and then that would be it. Yeah. I'm done now. Uh, so that's that's my slightly strange answer. Um, I actually also have another one I've been saying that that yeah. I thought yeah. about. That again, isn't actually a feature in a game, but is something that happens while gaming that annoys me. It's bes- oh, it's frozen. Oh. I was going to say the light. If you deactivate and activate it, will it just fix itself? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I don't need to get up at all. Okay, it's an OBS thing. Um, so this isn't necessarily about um, a game in itself. It's more about playing a game with people. And I mean, one specific person here, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna call him out. I love my boyfriend more than anything in the world. Uh, I would literally kill for him. However, <laughs> not die for this man. If this man, I don't know if other people do this as well, or if it's just a him thing. Never ever checks his quest log or his map when he's playing with me. It's always my job. I'm like his little in-game PA <laughs> and I have to figure out where we're going and what we're doing. And then every time he'd be like, so what are we doing in this quest? And I'm like, open your quest log, man. And it drives me actually like sounds almost like a, feral. Sounds like a him problem. It I, literally I, is. But I don't know if anyone else does this when they're playing a game with someone else. But if you do, stop doing it because it annoys me. I'm not your PA, Ben. I know you're watching this. I'm not your PA. Open your goddamn map and figure out where you're going yourself. I'm feeling... This is the first time he's heard this. No, I tell him about all the time. Okay. I feel as though the fact that I've not experienced that and been on the receiving end, maybe I'm the person maybe who's doing it. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you don't know anyone that does it, you're, you're, you're the one the person yeah. who's yeah. doing it. But I'm like, just open the quest log, man. Just look for yourself. It's not that hard. So that's something that Ashton doesn't like in when when replaying old games. That's a feature Ashton yeah. doesn't yeah. like. Well, he, he does boyfriend. it a lot with Borderlands. Like he's like, "Well, what are we doing now?" And I'm like, "I know, I know about as much as you do. I'm playing the game at the same time Press as you. The button. Press the button and look." Anyway, now it, I've got that off my chest. Are you feeling any better? I actually am. Yeah, that's thank you. good. I'm After glad. That big outburst. Yeah, thank you for letting me just do that. That's all right. Should we do a big. We'll call it Ashton's Ranch. You can do it every week. <laughs> Discussion. It's big discussion time, time for the big podcast discussion. This week it comes courtesy of Robert Mansell, who says, All read like lads and ladette. With all the hype around the Callisto Protocol and it being developed by at least some of the people responsible for Dead Space, it got me wondering about the power of a spiritual successor. Everyone always talks about remakes, remasters and reboots, but what about spiritual successors? We know there are good ones, don't we? I'm sure you could list some yourselves. My question is, what dead franchise? Yeah, that is one. What dead franchise would you not Not revive, but instead use as a template to make something new? Similar style, similar gameplay. The world is your oyster. Much love, guys. And Guyette, Rob, keys keys. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Keys keys. I would quite like it. You've got a lot of games that you loved that are dead, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, I have. But some of them I wouldn't give as an answer to this because I would rather they were. Remade. Remade or a sequel was done or they were even just remastered. Like, for example, uh, there was one that I thought, oh, yeah, like Dino Crisis. You know, I talk about Jurassic Park in the first question. Um, 
I wouldn't want a Dino Crisis spiritual successor. You don't successor. like the dinosaur game that they're currently making. Yeah, what uh, that um, prime 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 alto prime yeah prime something. No, I don't. I'll find out. It's That's so not memorable. even a spiritual successor. But yeah, like I, I would quite happily um, just have a Dino Crisis remake in the kind of Resident Evil style. We know mm. Capcom is very capable of doing really good remakes, so I wouldn't choose that for spiritual successor as an example. But yes, I. We've seen more flickers on our screen. <laughs> Will we make it to the end of this recording? Um, there are a lot of games that uh, are dead that I like, but in terms of spiritual successes, I would quite like, and this would never happen because it's an active series, but I would like a spiritual successor to Kingdom Hearts because, as the question says, I like the concept. I like the whole idea of it. I like that they've got like a whole Disney world together. And I suppose Final Fantasy, I'm not that bothered. But it's just complicated. Just like, re I mean, maybe I'm what I'm saying is I just want a reboot where I can go in and it's just Kingdom Hearts 1, but not the actual Kingdom Hearts 1, but like a new one. It's mm. Kingdom Hearts rebooted. And I don't have to worry about any of the, you know, the I like lore. All the guff, yeah. Mm. So pr maybe that's just more, more of a reboot uh, example. Did you find out the name of the game? Exoprimal. Exoprimal. Um, we can't wait for terrible it. Terrible name. Here's a weird one. Very deep cut. Very strange choice. Clay Fighter. <laughs> okay. Right? Which was a one-on-one -on -one fighting game, but everything was claymation. And I think if that was made nowadays with modern visuals, because although it was claymation, it was still, they'd then just like, you know, turn them into sprites and put them into a game. And so it didn't look that claymation-y. Uh, but if there were some clay fighting games nowadays, I think they'd be great. So <laughs> it's a strange choice, but it came to mind. I don't like saying the same things as well, because I could say, you know, some of the answers I always give, but uh, I thought I'd go for a weird one. And then here's one as well. Skies of Arcadia. You guys aware of that game? Mm -hmm. It's a PS1 game. Uh, it's kind of a cult classic, really. It's... Um, it's uh, it's actually, I think it's a JRPG. I've never played it, but I really like it aesthetically. Um, so it's certainly an RPG, I think a JRPG. And it's set on these floating islands and you have like sky pirate ships and you're like flying around and stuff. And you uh, just go on like a, a lovely adventure. All the art is kind of a little bit, a little bit anime. Mm. Um, and it's it's one of the games that comes up when people say it's such a shame that that is just... A dead game. Like the first one came out, it was great, and then nothing dead game. Ever happened. Dead game. Skip. I believe the characters made it into like as like they were like guest characters in like later sort of maybe fighting games or something. I don't quite know exactly how it went, but mm. I've quite recently been really interested in Skies of Arcadia, and I've been thinking of getting it and playing it because I've seen, I've been, I've been reading about it and stuff and watching videos. So uh, I want to give the first one a go, but also. From what I've seen of it already, it needs to come back in some way. Um, and the IP is probably still owned by someone. So just do a spiritual successor. It's as simple as that. Mm. Just do it. Just do a spiritual successor. Idiots. Ashton. So one of my answers isn't a dead franchise. It's actually quite a popular franchise that uh, everyone still plays. Um, but I think they've lost their way a bit. And I think that we could just bring it back to how it was in the good old days. Kingdom Hearts? No, the OG Assassin's Creed games. Mm. I think it would be great 
if we could get a game that was made like those games and not the absolutely mahusive and some would say unnecessarily big Assassin's Creed games we currently have out. I just think it would be nice to have a game like the original Assassin's Creed because they are wildly regarded as like the best Assassin's Creed games Mm -hmm. story-wise. And I think that it would be nice to have a game like that that wasn't Ubisoft up. And Ubiworld. Ubisofted to hell. Um, Also, and I know we're getting a remake of this game, but I think it would be very nice to have a KOTOR like spiritual successor, given how much more Star Wars there is now and how much more kind of, how many more stories there are to explore and investigate and explore. Um, yeah, you know. The so you mean it's still within the Star Wars world, but yeah, just maybe the team starting. And like everyone loves Kotor, and they love how it played and the story and how like and Kotor too. After um, we did the Quipscope, I saw my boyfriend and he spoke at me for about ten minutes about Kotor two and how good it was actually. Um, so I I know that they're really good and I think obviously we the remake's going to be really exciting to play and I'm really excited for it. But it would be great to see some other stories in the style of the Kotor games because mm-hmm. people love those bad boys and I would like to play them like that. They love those bad boys. They love those bad boys. Um, So those are my answers. One isn't a dead game and one's getting a remake, but I thought, meh. What are you going to do? Your life. Yeah. You can't stop me. What are you going to do? Shoot me? I'm like a whippet. (laughs) What does that mean? Uh, It's a Louis Spence quote. He says, well, they can't stop me. What are they going to do? Shoot me? They'll have to catch me first. I'm like a whippet as he runs across the roof of Pineapple Dance Studios. Probably is. I can imagine he would be hard to shoot. Yeah. Louis Spence. Couldn't shoot that man. He's the incredibly No longer camp. relevant. Um, he was a dance like Oh, guy. okay. I think, so yeah, he, short, did he used to bald. be on Radio 1 quite a lot when he was... Mm. He may have been, I don't like know. On with like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott Mills and Scott that. Scott Mills yeah, or whatever, yeah. possible that, that... Yeah, okay. Ben, what like do you think it. should like have a spiritual it. successor? Maybe Pineapple Dance Studio. Yeah. Pineapple Dance, yes. That, that, whatever that is. Um, there's, I have a couple. Uh, one of which, again, isn't a dead game, but probably should have been dead after game. what happened to it. Uh, Mass Effect. Mm. Why do we not have more big space opera RPGs, please? And why uh, why do the ones that we do get, they're either tiny little indie things, which isn't a problem, but isn't necessarily what I want, um, or they're bad? We've had the Outer Worlds, which was really good, and mm. I really liked that a lot, but it wasn't quite the same as, as Mass Effect was. Why hasn't a studio taken taken a stab at this? Hey. Why? Yes. Hello. Got Starfield to look Starfield's forward to. Coming. Got Starfield to look forward to. That's very true. But also, that's not really going to be Mass Effect. No. That's going to be Skyrim in space, yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is different. I want something like Mass Effect. Uh, you know, Sony, you got the money. Uh, you know, you've got Gorilla. They've been making RPGs for for a few years now. Get them on a space opera. Do it. Mm. Make, make, make them do a space opera, please. That's what I would like. Uh, so that, ideally. Why why do we not have more of that? Mm. Why is it all cyberpunks? Mm? Everything. Uh, the other one, which is an actual dead game, but isn't really because we know that they're going to work on a new one, apparently, according to Embracer. That's Time Splitters. I nearly said Time Splitters, yeah. I also need to put it down. I, yeah, because they're hopefully going to work on a new one. Yeah, hopefully. Same humor, the crazy characters, the time hopping story, the health at the side of the screens. Mm. Uh, screens. Screen. Uh, 
Um, I'm very surprised that the X Free Radical developers didn't go and do what the developers, what X Rare developers did with Ukulele, which mm. is start sort of a Kickstarter and get people involved. In fact, I'm not sure was Ukulele on Kickstarter. I feel like it was. Yeah, but I, can't. I think so. Or some they was on. I think it was crowdfunded. Yeah. Yeah, they went and founded Platonic, and then they did some crowdfunding, and then they launched Ukulele, which mm. wasn't for everyone. But mm. you know, we got a brilliant Simon Miller quote out of it, which is we did. You know, mm. which is so you can ask for it, which is great. Ukulele. Yeah, and that's just the way that ukulele feels. Um, <laughs> why didn't the free radical guys go and start their own studio and do something similar? Mm. Well, I understand why because it's a huge risk. But at yeah. the same time, mm. I'm surprised that there isn't something similar to Time Splitters out there now. Mm. Uh, because I'm not saying that I would have crowdfunded it or supported it. Because honestly, it probably would maybe have been a bit rubbish. Because I don't know how Time Splitter a new <laughs> Time Splitters is going to work in. 2022 yeah mm-hmm. i don't know if the one they're making is going to be any good at all mm. uh thq nordic uh, slash embracer group haven't made anything good so far in my opinion uh so i'm not confident that this this reboot slash remake will be any good uh but it's still something i'd like to see because i feel like there's a gap in the market for it just I've, a f- frenetic shooter i really hope that if they do make one it's not kind of photorealistic i hope they sort of stylize it because mm. It's difficult to say whether the old games, although in terms of the shapes of people, there was definitely some stylization going on. But when you go that far back, that far back graphically, you could make the argument that no, they were trying to make it look like real. They just that's just all they could do. And you know, every, everything was a bit a blocky. And st- yeah, well, not even a bad job, but you know, that's yeah. just kind of the limitations of the time. Mm. Whereas now, a decision has to be made whether they make it look like sort of realistic or whether they go kind of i don't know like a bit overwatchy with it or something like that yeah um and i would honestly i think i'd rather have like something slightly a a little bit cartoony um or even something not quite like borderlands with the inking and cell shading but you know i think Mm. i think it would it would probably benefit from not being just an actual kind of realistic looking game yeah the environments always looked really good. I'd say mm. they were aiming for photorealism with Probably. the environments, but the character models, yeah, they were absolutely, you know, they had big, long, gangly arms and yeah. stuff. Like, it was great. Right? Even just the colors and textures, like, you know, I, I like I like how, I like the block colors and stuff mm. that they used. It doesn't look horrible now. No. Still, you know, I, I played a bit of it last year and we streamed it. I know half the walls didn't, didn't load mm. in because <laughs> we were emulating it and it went yeah. wrong. Uh, but it, you know, it doesn't look horrible now. So... Mm. Who knows? We'll see what this remake uh, produces or whatever it, whatever the hell it is they're doing there. Did we just stop playing that eventually? Because it was. I so feel great. like we finished it. Did we? I don't know. Yeah, no, I, we did. We definitely we got pretty far and probably finished it because I remember fighting the boss who kept going. <laughs> yes, yeah. And we kept doing an impression of him. So yeah, yeah. That sounds, that sounds like us. So uh, there we are. Which spiritual successors would you like to see from franchises that are dead or that you think perhaps should be? There should be, well, what am I trying to say? Old clones of? Not really clones, but there should be more like them. The mm. studio should get together, make the game again, but just legally different. Yes. Yes. Mm. So there's variety in that space. Mm. Let us know what you think in the comments below. And of course, about all the things we've discussed today. Peter is going to tell you where you can find us around the internet. Hello. Hello, Peter. Twitch.com and, uh, sorry, YouTube.com and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump, where all of our videos and live streams go out. Uh, We stream on both. 
when you're, uh, if you've got Amazon Prime, part of that is a free Twitch sub. It's just part of the bundle. So you can spend that on us if you like at no extra cost. Uh, when we are streaming on both YouTube and Twitch, we are modded by Lord Brotovich, Trialing Badger, and Mr. Black. So thanks, mods, for that. Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for video and live stream announcements, old video content, uh, interesting bits and bobs and posts for questions and, and loads of things. Uh, thank you, Fraser, for looking after Twitter and Facebook for us. And also for looking after TikTok.com forward slash at Team Triple Jump. Ashton and I are about to record a TikTok after this. Yeah. So the stuff is going out on there still. Go and, go and have a look and follow us. Uh, and finally, from me, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Go and have a look at all of our different tiers. There are loads of them, uh, and some of them are podcast relevant. So you can ask questions here and be a producer and so on. So go and have a look if you like. We have a website. It's triple map. That's triple ju dot mp. It spells jump, and it's really clever. If you want to join our Discord, why not go to triple ju dot map forward slash Discord to chat with our wonderful community. On Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollow Eyes. And if they tell you to do something, bloody well do it. If you want to listen, listen. Oh, if you want to listen to the podcast in its audio forms, maybe you're going on a summer party with your colleagues, and you haven't got anything to talk friends. about. It's not friends and colleagues. Location. No, just friends. Friends. And colleagues. And uh, you want to listen to something without having to talk to them, why not go to triplejet.map forward slash podcast? Um, if you want to watch any of our live stream VODs, go to triplejet.map forward slash VODs. If you want to check out us on Cameo and order any of us to your James Jenkins on Cameo, why not go to triplejet.map forward slash Cameo? And last but not least, if you want to buy some sick and cool merch, why not go to triplejumpshop.com or follow Triple Jump Shop on Twitter? There's can't, a new can't buy this there. the Japanese shirt. Can't buy both of these. Yeah. And there's a new shirt coming really soon for a limited time. Where can I buy your shirt, Ashton? I want one of those. Um, I think it was from H and M. Hmm. Did you half shirt it yourself? No, I was given this as a Christmas present oh. by my friend and colleague from my previous job. Friend and colleague. So you can be friends and colleagues. Yeah. Imagine if someone Technically in... you are my colleague, but you are also my friend. Like oh, it's not it's not time. mutually exclusive. Like once you become friends, we then don't you know, we're not no longer colleagues. I, don't know, I just feel yeah. like we're all friends. I was here, just no. thinking about what you were saying. Imagine if someone in your caravan doesn't want to talk to the two of you and so their alternative is to put on a podcast <laughs> where you two are talking in their <laughs> ear. That would be Yeah kind of weird yeah it could happen it yeah. weird. We'll, we'll find out next week we'll let you know how mm. it goes uh if you want to follow peter and ashton on instagram and twitter why not do so at that peter austin and at scrambled ashton and myself just on twitter at confused underscore dude we do lists every monday tuesday wednesday thursday streams every monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday thursday being the joint stream blaze it on youtube monday tuesday wednesday friday being the solo streams on twitch no solo stream from james jenkins this week because we are at the summer party <laughs> not gonna yeah. be there worst games ever is for Nightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier, Sunday for everyone else. The podcast is every Saturday. We do shows all the flipping time. Wherever you've been, pay attention. Come on down to the YouTube channel. Why not leave a review on iTunes or your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Uh, this week is a Worst Games Ever week, isn't it, Peter? It is. Um, it is a good one. <laughs> you, they and you should are. watch yes. it. And you should watch it. It is open season, which mm. I... Just it completely passed me by. Ashton had as a time. child, apparently. I did have this one as a child. You've had a, on the Wii? An upset, yeah, an upsettingly high number Look, of the I had a lot of crappy games. Wii games. If it was a Wii game and it's bad, I probably had it because mm -hmm. it was probably cheap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so probably. Yeah. My parents probably got it for me. 
And the only other thing happening this week of note, apart from obviously all the lists and the podcasts and the streams and all the amazing stuff we do each and every week, is that the fact it is a summer party and we're going to get absolutely wasted in a field. Um, I might be on my Instagram story, so if you're following, it might still be on there by the time the podcast goes out. Yeah. So Go see I won't film anyone without the scandalous consent, happenings. You might see me drunk at least. So yeah. Go like follow that. people. Yeah. Go follow the account. We'll probably tweet a photo of all of us out there mm. getting pissed in a field or something. <laughs> uh, Peter, yeah. Uh, what's the sponsor again, please? Um, it's launched today at time of recording. It's been out for a while at time of release in in the UK and Europe and Australia. The uh, new PlayStation online service, uh, mostly just Among Us content. Mm. PS Sus. So sus. PS Sus. PS Sussy. No, he did that already. Yeah, no, I was just reminding everyone. Did you just, did you just try and take his joke? No, because did it's already just, happened. Oh my God. We did already, you just try it's already been on the joke recording. Joke claim. No. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say I'm <laughs> thank you so Thank you so much for listening slash watching everybody. We'll see you. I, I won't be here next week. Yes, I will. Yes, We're recording, will. On, Wednesday. We're recording yeah. on Wednesday. I'm going on holiday next week for some plops, some Euro plops. Mm. Ashton had her turn. Now it's my turn. Yeah. Uh, see you next week, everybody. Look after yourselves. Bye. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.